Hey, welcome to Transform Pain to Power, the podcast about what it really takes to resolve pain and the simple, unconventional yet proven techniques to get you there most quickly. Listen in for high-level creative conversation to inspire you to engage with the life that you want in a body that you love. Hello and welcome to episode 49. I'm your host, Mind Body Coach and Pain Relief Specialist, Molly Jager. Hi. Welcome. 49. That means next week is 50. Can you believe it? Oh my gosh, I feel like I should do something special, but I'm not sure what to do. I should do something special. So think about it. <laughs> if you have any ideas, let me know. What do you want? What do you think I should do for episode 50? Today, I'm going to be talking about this idea of control or helplessness. I'm going to be talking about agency and having responsibility, response, being response-able, right? And if you've been listening to me or in my uh, circle for a while, you know that I talk about these things often. And I want to speak to it because it's so critical and I think there's a lot of misunderstanding around it as well as confusion about how to actually get to a place where you have a sense of agency or response ability in yourself when it comes to pain. Because in if you're in that place of feeling kind of helpless and feeling at the mercy of, of it, then it can feel very frustrating to hear somebody talk about how it's important to have agency, right? And one of the things that you keep looping back to in this from in this state, from in this kind of mindset is, but I don't have control. So the frustration is a part of that state of mind. And as is the sense of helplessness, like for example, but I can't control when I have a migraine, but I can't control how bad it's going to be. I don't have any ability to uh, make my pain go away or lessen or stop or very limited ability to do that. And so the reality becomes, I am at the mercy of whatever happens that day. I am a little bit helpless or completely helpless. There's something that I can do, but I can't control the pain and how it shows up in my body. And that's what I want to speak to today. I want to speak to that experience. And I want to let you know that if that is you, you're totally fine. And I hope you listen to the whole episode because I want to help you move to a place of greater agency. And for those of you that already know this, something that might be happening in yourself is that even though you know that on one level you have agency, doesn't mean that you can always access it, right? Think of all the things that we quote unquote know <laughs> would be you know, good, nice, more healthy, blah, 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 blah. And yet we don't do, right? Better for our relationship, better for our kids, better for whatever. We know, but yet we don't always have access to it. And when we think that we, our knowing should mean that we are able, we can then turn that into self-criticism and quickly jump to that place, even without even realizing it, even without even realizing it, we can jump to a place of self-criticism. And before we know it, we just are the self-criticism, right? We're cooking potatoes 
and we don't even realize that we are being self-critical in our very being. That's how it evolves without us paying attention to it. So just want to let you know that that can happen and it's okay, but if you happen to notice it in yourself, be onto it, be onto your brain. Like, oh, I'm not going to let you do that brain. (laughs) I'm going to stay with what is, I'm going to stay in a place of acceptance and presence with what's happening in this moment, not what I think should happen. Okay, that's a tangent. And I want to come back to this idea of agency. You know what I think is so important and why I love what neuroscience and pain science has contributed is that here we are experiencing life and all this stuff is going on inside of us physiologically, in our brain chemistry, things, different regions of the brain are getting activated. And we're just like in the experience of life. We're just like having a conversation. We're just like uh, having an emotion. We're just like driving the car, you know, whatever. And internally there's this stuff going on. So what I want to also share, I talk about that a lot, right? I talk about the physiology because I want you to understand that the, the experiences that you have are related to what's happening physiologically in your body and also in your brain. And one of the things about pain that's really important to know is that it impacts on your brain. But by understanding how it impacts on your brain, you can have a conscious impact and well on your brain in relation to pain. And I'm going to describe that now. So we know that when you have pain for a long time, it actually affects your brain. It impacts your prefrontal cortex. There are parts of your prefrontal cortex which are less accessible, less active. And literally more neurons start to be devoted to processing pain. However, the good news is, is that you can have an impact on that. You can take certain actions And even just learning about this, even just understanding it conceptually can give you a change in your brain chemistry and in your uh, response, your physiological response to the sensation of pain. Even just knowing about this idea, even just knowing that it's possible to have an impact can create change. Isn't that amazing? Like it can actually change your biochemistry and what happens in your brain. So cool. So the thing to know is that when you feel helpless, when you think and believe and think again and continue to think that you are helpless, that you don't have any power, that you are at the mercy of your pain or the mercy of your circumstances. Pain hurts more. Pain levels go up. The frequency of pain increases. The duration of pain increases. Pain gains power over us. And we get into this default helpless mode. 
What's happening in your brain is that the amygdala is firing and essentially your alarm system is going off. And without any positive feedback to try and calm that alarm system, it just goes off like of its own accord. Think of a toddler who's scared and with no adult there to help them calm down. That toddler's just going to go into like a primitive panic mode. And while a toddler may wear that emotion on their sleeve, even if we feel that as adults, the same kind of emotion or panic or rising anxiety, we're going to do, for the most part, what we can to suppress that emotion. We're going to try and tell ourselves to stay calm or don't worry or you know, put it aside, whatever we can do to try and push that emotion down. And that, of course, doesn't actually solve for the emotion, right? That just pushes it down, but the alarm system is still being triggered below the surface. Or even if we manage to damp it down for a moment, it's still unresolved, right? Not, the loop is still open. It's still, there's still a potential threat that hasn't been fully cleared and resolved. So like for the toddler, an adult who's calm can step in and provide that regulating state of calm. And this is essentially what I'm going to offer you, but I'm going to give you a way to uh, start utilizing it or start practicing it. Because just like that toddler who might have that experience and then come into a state of calm, That doesn't mean that the next time that they're going to remain calm in the same circumstances or the next time things uh, seem threatening. They're going to need to have the experience multiple times in order to learn, in order to learn how to return to a state of calm or to move through this kind of, uh, when this emotion, when this state is triggered, to move through it in a way that is connected and grounded and calm, right? They're going to need that practice. And you also need that practice. So it's not just something that you can do because you know that it's possible, but it's something that you can start to build like a muscle in your mind. You can start to build neural pathways that take you in this direction, that open up this possibility for you in relation to pain. That is the possibility of feeling like you have agency, of knowing that you have agency. Instead of feeling like the pain is so overwhelming and powerful and you are weak and powerless, instead we're going to talk about how you can turn that around and start gaining some ground to stand on. One of the things I talk a lot about is fear in pain and in the pain cycle Fear plays a role that keeps pain alive. As long as we fear or have fear in our system, we're more prone to experiencing pain. And that's all part of the alarm system and how it's designed to work. And this, as you can see, works very intimately with this idea of control. If we don't have a sense of agency or control, then our fear increases. And this is also part of the region of the brain, the amygdala that gets fired and is related to this threat mode as well as a sense of fear. How much more fearful are you if you don't sense there's any way out or anything that you can do? How much more fearful are you when you're feeling helpless 
to something, right? It creates higher levels of fear. And that correlates exactly with fear and pain and how fear creates higher levels of pain, right? So this is all part of the same cycle. So let's talk now about how to get out of it. What do you think? Let's talk about how to break the cycle, break the cycle of helplessness and fear and pain and start generating a cycle of agency, responsibility, and I don't know, what's the opposite of pain? (laughs) Joy, freedom, movement, all those things. So you've already started this process by listening to the first half of the podcast, by understanding that the sense of helplessness that you feel is not real, is not truth, is not reality, but rather a brain phenomenon, a brain or neural movement, the way that your brain is functioning and that you can have an impact on that. Just like I said at the beginning, we just think we're experiencing reality. We just think this is it. This is the situation. We don't realize we're not aware of how much that is being impacted by the certain quality of brain activity that's happening in our minds. And not because that's the only option, but often it's either because that's our default mode or it's just what we've learned. And changing that is just a matter of learning something else and acting accordingly, acting according to another way, another reality, another sliver of reality because we choose to. In a study where the theory of learned helplessness evolved, what they found in later iterations of the same study was that if they heightened the activity of the prefrontal cortex of these animals, if they brought that more online, that these animals could then have access to choice and agency that instead of being shocked at random and then cowering in the corner of a cage, I know it sounds horrible, instead of that, when their prefrontal cortex was was strengthened and exercised, then they could access a route out. So they were given, in this particular study, they were given um, different ways to make the shocks stop. And what they found was that a number of these dogs, and in some cases rats, never chose to activate those roots out. Instead, they just became helpless in response to these random shocks. And then what they looked at when they did brain scans, what they looked at is, or what they found is that in the animals that became helpless, instead of the very few that responded by accessing those roots out and stopping the pain, what they found is that the brains of the animals who became helpless, their prefrontal cortex was like, asleep. It just didn't have uh, any bearing on the situation. But when they exercised it, 
and got it activated, those animals started to choose their route out. They moved from helpless to being able, to having control, to having responsibility at their, I was going to say fingertips, but really it was paw tips. (laughs) I'm sorry. So it's actually a good ending in that what they learned and what the animals eventually were taught is agency so that they learned that as their new default response, right? So whereas before their default response might have been to get be stuck and, and stay stuck inside this threat mode in the alarm system, with training, with learning, they could rewire their system so that then they could access choice. And that became the default response, which allowed them to have that agency and power in their situation. So on the one hand, I want you to take away the awareness that when you activate this part of your brain, one of the things that happens is that the prefrontal cortex dampens the firing or the intensity of the firing of the amygdala, right? That the prefrontal cortex kind of takes control and is like, okay, I see what's going on and we can stay calm here and figure this out, right? It's going to be all right. This is not going to be the end of us. But without that, the amygdala and the alarm system just keeps firing, right? So... That's one thing that I want you to be aware of, that your sense of helplessness is related to what's happening in your brain. And it's not just true, right? This is an option for you. This is an option. Now, even if you don't believe me, I'm going to give you some things to try to work on. And then what I'm going to offer you is like, this is an option to believe or not or to open up to or not. And my question for you is, why wouldn't you? Why would you continue to argue for helplessness in your situation? You know, why would you continue to put yourself in a position conceptually as being uh, completely out of control or unable to exercise any control? And part of it is because We want familiarity, but also there is for some of us the experience that when we suffer, that is how we allow ourselves to get love and attention. When we're suffering, it feels like that for some of us who don't know how to receive or get love and attention in other ways, that's the only way that we have access to love and attention and kindness is through pain, is through suffering. Now, that's a whole nother podcast, but I'm just going to put that out there and invite you to give yourself so much love, so much understanding. If you have resistance to this idea that you could have more agency and understand that that might be at play for you. The other thing that I want to mention before I give you the last uh, tip on what to do is that what I'm not talking about is that having agency means that you can turn your pain off and on at will, right? 
(laughs) It doesn't mean that you can say, oh, I'm totally in control here and no thank you. I wish. (laughs) Right? Oh, I feel a little, there's some pain there and no thank you, not today. (laughs) Oh man, I wish. So that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, you know, making pain stop. I'm talking about breaking the cycle of fear and chronic pain. I'm talking about gaining purchase on your life. And I'm talking about part of something that's a trajectory, that's a bigger journey. And this is what helps you to stay on the path, right? If you feel helpless, why would you do anything for yourself? It's hard enough as it is, but if you have a sense of power, that is fuel. And if you, I ho- and I hope you do, because very often people experience like direct results with their pain levels. If you experience that, awesome. Take it. Take the gift. Lean into it and feel the connection. Feel what happens when you have a sense of power, when you have a sense of control and you choose to own it, right? And you choose to own it, see what effect it has for you and your pain levels or your experience of pain. Hmm? So it's not a magic pill, but it is incredibly helpful. And I personally would much rather have a sense of agency than feel helpless, even though sometimes I just want to crumble on the floor and have a bit of self-pity and helplessness (laughs) for like, okay, I just want to be helpless for a moment. And that's okay too, (laughs) if you need that. Okay, so what can you do? What can you do to exercise and train this part of your brain? Are you ready? I've talked about it before, and I'm going to kind of offer it to you in this new light. Feel pain on purpose. Choose a time, choose a moment when you're going to feel pain on purpose. And it's on your schedule, on your terms, and you're going to choose it. And when you do choose pain on purpose, Do it in this way. Do it as a sensation scan so that your aim is to be present with whatever arises in your experience and to softly bring your attention to the different sensations that you experience. You sense movement. You might tune into the movement of your breathing and connect there. Connect with your intention and be really clear about why you're doing this and that you're doing it on purpose, that you're choosing it on your own terms. And then connecting in with that, start to then let your attention roam around as you scan different areas of your body and be open to what starts to arise in your attention. And without any expectation, without any demands on what will happen, just allow yourself to be present with what arises for you. Do things like describe for yourself or 
um, lean into feeling what the quality of the pain is. Where is it? Does it have a shape? Does it have a color? Does it have a pulse? Does it have a, 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 a wave? Does it kind of come and go? Where else do you feel any pain or what other emotions are arising? What thoughts are arising? What do you notice? Continuing to breathe through everything that you experience and stay present to it because you're choosing to feel on purpose. And you can do this for five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, something like that. I, I wouldn't recommend any longer than 20 minutes. But sometimes it, it evolves, right? So if, you, if this scares you, by the way, choose a short amount of time to do it. But one of the things that's important to notice as you do this scan for yourself is the movement. Notice how much movement is happening because we tend to think of pain as being stuck and stagnant and like it doesn't uh, uh, have any variation. And that creates more fear, right? If we have pain and we have that kind of vague thought that it's not going to go away or that it's only going to get worse or that it's not going to change, that adds to our sense of fear. So notice the movement. Notice how much it moves. Notice how much it evolves and all the things that change. And what you'll find is that your experience continues to move and evolve as long as you stay with it because life is movement, right? Um, and it, as well as if you feel fear, if you sense that emotion rising in your body, can you sense it? Can you describe it? Can you locate it? Can you be with it from this perspective of the witness? What I'm describing to you is a sensation scan. In other circles, it's called somatic processing, where you are experiencing your somatic or bodily experience, your physical sensations. And this has been found to be one of the most effective treatments for chronic pain, for breaking that cycle. I'm not going to go into why it's so effective, but there's lots of reasons. You can imagine some of them yourself just based on the information from this podcast. And you'll learn more about it if you listen to the other episode. So what I recommend is to do this once a day for a week or more, if you find that it's working for you, if you find that it's enjoyable, if you find that it's creating some movement in your life. And the way to assess that can be, is not necessarily, is my pain all gone? Am I, is my life better? Am I without any anxiety? <laughs> because, you know, don't get too hypervigilant, like measuring every ounce of pain that you may or may not have, but is this experience powerful? Does it give me a sense of agency in the moment? Does it create in me something that feels good and positive? That's what I want to invite you to consider as you go through the exercise and come out the other side of it. And let me know. I want to hear how it goes for you. I want to hear about your experience with this exercise. All right. So the main takeaway of today that any helplessness that you feel totally fine and legitimate, 
totally valid. And if you so desire, you can change that. You can gradually teach yourself how and where within you, you have access to power, to agency, to response ability. All right. Have a wonderful week. I'll see you soon. Well, thanks for tuning in again this week. If you enjoyed today's episode, let me know. Leave me a review, post some stars on whatever platform you listen to this podcast on. Also, let me know how it goes with the exercise I outlined and check the link in the show notes of this episode to find the other episode where I actually walk you through the sensation scan. Then share this episode with friends and family who you think might benefit. Share it on social media. Let people know what you think about it. And going through this process can be challenging where you are getting control over chronic pain. It's not a straightforward path by any means, but it is possible. If you're feeling like it's really difficult, if you're feeling like you want some help, an option for you is to check out my program transformational pain relief in that program i work with you one on one it's so powerful to have somebody helping you through this process and guiding you making sure that you are moving through it as smoothly as possible and really supporting you in those areas where you need support the most whether that is identifying blocks and places where you are stuck or helping you to create the state in yourself where you can feel that power in your body, where you can feel that sense of capacity and ability that you actually already have, but maybe don't have access to. So your next step to find out more about working with me is to book a free consult call. And we'll look into your situation and find out if this program is a good fit for you when we get to chat together. There's a link for that in the show notes. You can scroll down and check it out. Also, you can find access to it on my webpage, www.movetonourish.com. That's move, T-O, nourish.com. And you can find me on social media, in the Facebook group from Pain to Empowerment, and on Instagram. I've been having so much fun over there. Come over and join me on Instagram. The handle I have is move to nourish, but with the number two. Come check it out and join me because we're having fun over there. All right, have a wonderful week. And I will see you, if you would like, on a consult call. I'll see you there. Otherwise, I'll see you elsewhere soon. Bye.